Good morning, all, to the Fish Report and CowboysSI.com. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter. Only three slappies allowed per program, but 70,000 of us otherwise, fish heads in Cowboy Nation, are allowed to pull up a big silver and blue chair this morning, get your cup of coffee, and let's kick it around. Uh, the Jimmy Johnson story, obviously, from yesterday, gigantic. Thank you for reading about that at CowboysSI.com and uh, kicking it around here as we do on the Fish Report. Much more on Jimmy and the Cowboys and Belichick to come uh, over the course of the coming hours. This is uh, NFL franchise tag window opening day. The Cowboys obviously have done their business in that regard over the years. Dak twice, Tank twice, Schultz and Tony Pollard. Nothing like that happening for the Cowboys almost certainly this time around. But we will monitor the who's who list. Uh, what other teams do tag their guys that makes it close to not possible that they're going to move from their existing teams. And so if they don't get tagged, uh, they became a, a become a more likely candidate to land in Dallas. Uh, we're going to put together a top 10 list of names. You can read that at CowboysSI.com. We'll kick that around later on the program as well, or on the channel as well, I should say. Uh, all in. Does all in mean... $30 million wide receivers and defensive tackles. Does all in mean $20 million cornerbacks and pass rushers? We'll monitor that and keep you posted. The issue of the day this morning, get in, get on, be good, by the way, bring something of intellect to the table, Super Bowl secrets. And as you'll find, by the time we dissect this thing, there's a lot of branches on this tree as Michael Parsons is sitting in the owner's suite at the Super Bowl, whispering with Jerry Jones. As we know, at some point soon, Cowboys are quite likely to make Michael Parsons the highest paid defensive player in NFL history. I know. I know. And of course, he'll he'll be usurped at one point, just like I, I think the... The sound prediction <clears throat> is that Dak Prescott's going to become the highest paid player in NFL history, and that's going to cause some of you to shudder. So the Cowboys uh, here in the coming days, weeks, months could have the highest paid offensive player of all time and the highest paid defensive player of all time. And yes, you would love, and so would the owner, for all that to come to fruition uh, in the form of a Lombardi trophy. When that happens... More than ever, that player will become a business partner with Jerry Jones. Uh, Jerry has viewed it that way all the way back to Deion Sanders, recognizing that uh, when, when that player has that level of salary, clout, uh, salary cap percentage, not to mention, of course, the, that deal was also, uh, that was a Nike deal too. So all that was tied together in a very complicated and expensive, uh, pricey and profitable way. So here comes Micah, business partner, which to me explains a revelation regarding how Parsons and Jones just spent Super Bowl Sunday in Las Vegas. So Micah's talking with Stephen A. Smith. And uh, by the way, credit to credit to both of them on this. Now, did Stephen A. Smith on ESPN try to bait Micah into ripping Dak? Yes. Did he try, you know, did he try to get cute? 
uh, was parts of it kind of silly? Yes. But as Norm Hitzkus taught me 30 years ago, it's not about the question. It's about the answer. And Micah, not Shabbat, not shockingly, gave good answers here on a variety of subjects, including his defensive Dak Prescott, uh, his culpability for what happened against the Packers, and his visit with Jerry. He labels Jerry one of the best GMs and owners. Argue if you want to. And he said, we sat and talked before the game, from before the game until halftime, about players that I want to bring in here, players that I want to be around. Who do I need? Who do I want to be with? And the future of the team. Now, I already know that some of us are going to respond to that justifiably by saying, Micah, you're 24. What exactly is it do you think you know? And I don't mean that to be disrespectful. Um, and it does sound, it, it does sound a little egocentric. Who do I need? Who do I want to be with? There's a danger here and I've outlined it. Uh, as you know, I'm a Garrett guy but I outlined it while Jason Garrett was here and I said it on the radio and I wrote it and he knows it. That head coach handpicked guys on the team that he was buddies with. And when you do that, when you pick four guys to be your buddies, you have to be aware of the fact that that means you're excluding 49 guys. That seems dangerous to me. Same thing with this. Where is, the, where is the line of demarcation at which Jerry doesn't consult you? Do you have to make $20 million to be consulted? Do you have to be in a Pro Bowl to be consulted? Do you have to be a leader? Do you have to be smart? Uh, really, Garrett did the same thing with his veterans, what was it called, the Leadership Council? Had 16 guys on it, Leadership Council. What happened to the 17th guy who goes, wait a minute, I've been playing here eight years. Why am I not on the leadership council? So there's a danger to it. But it does make a Micah Parsons feel wanted and loved and invested in. So Micah says, before the game until the whole first half. So a couple hours? They're sitting together there at the stadium Chiefs beat the 49ers in overtime. And how did it come together? And of course, if you've been around me for a long time or you've been around Jerry Jones's Cowboys for a long time, you're probably not shocked at some of this, but it's still fun. They bump into each other at the win. W-Y-N-N, of course. Hey, you going to the game, Jerry says? Uh, Mr. Micah, uh, you going to the game? Yes, Jerry, I'm going to the game. So Jerry says, well, come see us up in the suite. You're Micah Parsons. You could probably muscle your way around. But then Micah says, you know, I got four homeboys with me. They'd like to come. You got any extra tickets? And the next thing you know, showing up in Micah's room is four tickets, not just to the game, but four tickets to the suite, the owner's suite. And here come the homeboys. <laughs> just sit in the owner's suite via the four extra tickets. This story does remind us of a couple things.
One, Jerry is, and we illustrated this with the Jimmy thing, and I've tried to illustrate this for 30 years. Some of you believe me, most of you believe me, a few of you are still straggling. Jerry is a listener. He does have big ears. He does take in the information. He does not make unilateral decisions. He hadn't made a unilateral decision around here in 30 years, really. Jerry's a listener. Now, I do imagine that the Jerry Micah conversation that lasted, you know, two hours featured lots of talking. <laughs> Jerry, talking Jerry and talking Micah. And uh, uh, they, they, I'm sure they had to, like, you know, hold their breath waiting for their turn. The second thing here is he's, Jerry, is admired and beloved by the players, the ones that know him. Yes, there are the, the guys that have never played here. Um, I think Richard Sherman, who's no dummy, Richard Sherman has repeatedly done the plantation thing here. Some of it dating back to the national anthem controversy. That no, nobody that knows him thinks that, including his own players. Chapter three here is what exactly Micah said. And he named names. He named names of chiefs. And it's not tampering, by the way. He's just sitting in the suite saying, I'll tell you what we need. We need a player like, and then he you know, talked about how the 49ers went and got Hargrave and how the Chiefs have Jones and what the Lions have up front and what the Ravens, and he said, look at the final four. Look, look what they do in their front seven. He said, our front seven, he said, we're thin. He used the word thin. And again, things are relative here. And then he talked about, we need a big, dirty, nasty, uh, as Jerry might call it, a war daddy. This is no secret, I don't think. I think all of us, uh, I watch film amateurs, by the way, you can get the t-shirts in the Uncle Fish store below, look at the link. You can also listen to this program via the podcast, thanks to Tim Ham and the great Tony Fisher. I think we all agree on this. I, I you, you need, and so do they, otherwise they wouldn't have drafted Mozzie and they wouldn't have traded for and then re-signed Hankins. So more of that. What you'd love to have, and this is where the Chris Jones comes in and Chiefs, uh, this is where uh, the guy from the Ravens, how do you pronounce his name? Matabuki? That, you know, where, where, uh, where we're talking about star quality defensive tackles who are this wide, but but they also get up, they're also some level of athleticism. Defensive, three technique athleticism. That's hard to find. So uh, it's not a state secret. Although now it's out for all the world to know that that even Micah Parsons says we we have to get beefier and meaner inside, and I would say front seven. Again, there's only so many things. Tank Lawrence's body type is his body type. Micah's body type is his body type. Uh, I, I don't think you know uh, Demone Clark's going to all of a sudden put on thirty pounds. They have to they have to change a little bit in what they in terms of what they do in personnel. There continue to change. Uh, Mike Zimmer's view is going to be instrumental here. What does he want? 
what, what did he have in Minnesota? He had some big interior fellas in Minnesota who could get up the field. So I, I think, first of all, wouldn't you, as a Cowboy fan, wouldn't you have loved to have been a fly in that suite, a fly on the wall of that suite? Rodney, wasn't Mike all excited about Mozzie Smith uh, and continues to say good things about Mozzie Smith, in part because obviously the potential clearly is there. And two, that's the right thing to do. If you're going to be a team leader at age 24, you should boost up your teammates. Say he's got a chance to be great. He's just got to do this, this, and this. Danny Savage, can Overshone show up at 250? Mm -hmm. Dean Lee, Hunter, an option in Minnesota? Not, not a wide body, but a Zimmer guy, by the way. Uh, I think it was Micah that said that Hunter, great pass rusher in Minnesota, was among the guys who had played for Zimmer who called him and said, you're going to love this. Joey, give Mozzie some time. Absolutely. Uh, the, the, the word bust is premature and relative. But don't forget, and this is why, I mean, it's not, it's not his fault as much as it is the organization's fault. They're the ones that said, he's gonna roll in here and start. They're the ones who said, he's gonna roll in here. He's the best run stopper in the building the first day he stepped foot in the building. They're the ones who said, well, he's at the very least gonna be a top of the rotation player. And that never happened. So it's a, it's a so far organizational failure on Mozzie Smith. So far, it's uh, Mozzie Smith's career arc, obviously, is far, far, far from over. He's about yay wide. And he's got that meanness to him, that on-field meanness to him. You saw it at Michigan. Uh, and Will McClay still thinks he's got what it takes. So we'll give it time. You know, as if we have a vote, we'll give it time, but that doesn't stop me from saying, I still, if, if there was some way to get a Chris Jones, listen, with all due respect to Mozzie Smith and Jonathan Hankins, I'll give you a hundred Jonathan Hankins. If you'll give me one Chris Jones, I'll give you a hundred Mozzie Smiths. If you could somehow give me one Aaron Donald. That's the difference. And that's the truth. So I close with this. I'm intrigued and enthralled with the idea that Jerry's saying, come on up to the suite. And then they talk football, personnel, roster. I, I do. I think, it's, I think that's really cool. But I also caution all involved. There's an inherent danger in giving players too much real authority in this area. Will McClay's in charge of this department, not guys on the team. Uh, yes. The quarterback has traditionally, the, the veteran franchise quarterback has traditionally had a voice in this regard. You want to see it go completely off the tracks? Look at the Jets, where, where they let Aaron Rodgers be the de facto general manager. He denies it. The general manager denies it. Everybody knows it's true. Everybody knows that Aaron Rodgers, and he said, I didn't go into Joe Douglas's office and demand 
No, you didn't demand. And you might not have had a written down list, but you said it. You said it. And the next thing you know, tight ends are coming out of retirement to come play for the Jets. And Randall Cobb is viewed as a priority playing for the Jets. You, you, you can't let, you can't let the first mate be the captain. The first mate is the first mate. The captain's the captain. So Dak Prescott cannot be in charge of offensive personnel and Micah Parsons cannot be in charge of defensive personnel. Will McClay gets paid uh, handsomely to do that. But Dak wields financial power around here and his opinion's respected. Micah Parsons is going to wield financial power around here and wants his opinion, desperately wants his opinion respected. So Jerry has given him that. And Jerry is wise to recognize that and wise to employ leading players as his advocates. Think about this. The guys in the locker room that don't know yet or don't trust yet Jerry Jones. Jones will now have an advocate in Micah who's telling him, no, we got no worries there, guys. He, he, he heard what I was saying. He believes me. He agrees with us. He loves us. He wants. All those things are true. Quote from Micah. It's just dope to have that kind of feedback with an owner that loves to hear your ideas and loves to hear what you think and loves to hear where the team can be. Jerry's been pretty amazing like that with my family and stuff like that. By the way, one more thing on this. Doesn't this slap in the face, this idea that Micah wants out of here, that Micah should leave here, that Micah's not respected here, that they don't. So let, let Micah's, you know, uh, bro, bro, mama drama, that, that's somebody else's problem. And it is a problem. But now we know clearly what Micah Parsons thinks of being here and working for this owner. And Jerry was wise to give in to that. As long as, as long as there's still an understanding that the player's number one responsibility is to play. And the owner's number one responsibility when it comes to personnel is to listen to the personnel guys. Uh, CowboysSI.com, loaded for bear today and fish at six tonight live. By the way, uh, going in the mail today, Christopher K wins the weekly prize. We'll do it again on Friday, Friday prize day. So all you have to do is subscribe here. Uh, it's free and worth every penny. Spread the word, tell your cowboy loving friends. If you want Emmy award-winning level programming on the Cowboys, you, sir or madam, have come to the right place. Fish. Out.